Welcome back to Entertainment Banter. My name is Joel. And I'm Matt. And we bring you a quarantine episode of <laughs> goodness <laughs> with an extra with Entertainment guest. Banter. Yeah, we have Entertainment guest. Banter. We have a guest. We have another guest? We do. We might as well. We have nothing else to do. All right. Fair enough. All right. So who's this lovely person that we're talking to today? You should today? introduce him. I don't need to introduce him all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, it, he's, been, it, he's a repeat. He's a repeat. Uh, it's Nick. Hello. Hey, Nick. Oh, How you doing? Nick. No one's heard your voice in a long time. <laughs> I know, it's so right? good to be back. Well, yeah. they just hear my name every episode. They don't necessarily hear my voice. That's yeah, true. he's, he's the famous uh, person who we, we talk about all the time. Yeah. Our number episode. one fan next to my mommy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Of course, of course, and that other guy that talks to birds. Um, you no, know, he freaking he comments on all our freaking pods. He does. He's uh, a great guy. Like online. Yeah, I know. And then he texts he's the only us. one. He only, Someone's got to do it. One. Someone's got to do so. it. Keep us honest. So, uh, Nick, do you want to do you want to let have the honor of introducing what we're talking about? Uh, sure. Um, I believe we're going to be talking about the recent um, Bob Iger stepping down and mm -hmm. Chapek taking over the reins as CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Yes, yes. yes. Now, Nick, I have a question for you. Yes. What is your opinion about Bob Iger? <laughs> um, well, my honest opinion as someone who is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company in any way <laughs> is that I'm a fan of Bob Iger. Um, which I know from episodes in the past, you're very vocal about you not being a fan. Yes. And and we can have differences in those opinions. We can. Absolutely. But real quick, can you answer, do you have a gun to your head, Nick? <laughs> Just from being in quarantine, you know, and all that. But No, he wouldn't need a gun to his head because... Iger is still running the show behind the scenes. He's just in Basically. a higher spot he, and out he, of the spotlight. He just hired. He just let a an scapegoat take his oh big time take, take his seat. I, I do. I do find the timing of all this quite hilarious. Actually, oh, it's not an accident, There's Nick. You're no a little, uh, little saint. I think it's exactly a test what he's doing. I think Iger knew something knew was exactly. coming, but he didn't think it was going to be like this. He didn't think the virus. He thought something else mm. was coming. No, nope. he let he bought he let Chipek Chapek whatever his Chipmunk Chapek take his fucking. Uh, Bob number two. Yeah, Take his role two. and that way. Can I just like, tell you can... when when we had to read that letter, like I was like, um, I got confused for a second. I'm like, why is Bob talking about himself in first person? And I was like, oh, it's <laughs> Bob. Got it, got it. No, um, it's just a Bob. Yeah, they're but called the Bobs. Called the Bobs. Got Bob Iger, Bob Chapek, and Bob Weiss. Yeah, no, I, I remember. Wait, what? Who's Bob Weiss? He's uh, head of WDI. Yeah. Oh God. Um. I have to disagree with you, Joel. I think he knew exactly what was coming down the pipe, even with this with whole... coronavirus. Yes, absolutely. Because if you look back, all right, first of all, he spends all the money, right? And then things start tanking because of identity politics. And then China's hit first, right? China had this for right. months, right? Months. He, he's months. got his. He's got his no in. You know, he knows what's going on overseas. And so I think he knew that, like, when the pandemic was getting that bad in China, and they were talking about closing the parks over there. And he's like, oh shit, it's not going to be long before it comes over here. I know what I'll do. Everybody's hating on me because of the identity politics. The movies are tanking. I spent all our money. I'm just going to get out now. And when our parks in the United States start closing, then I, I won't be blamed for it. So not on my watch. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, whether it was intentional or not, though, what a great test for JPEG. <laughs> to be honest, like, you know, it There's... comes in and it's like, well, here you go. All your parks are closed. You got, you got no income coming from well, the park side. I, so... think, I will say this <laughs> about Disney. The beginning of a CEO ship is going to be very low. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's interesting because um, now I, I, 
I've been bashing Disney for the last like 10 years, but um, I will say this. I, I told this to Joel too uh, when it happened, but I did appreciate, I mean, granted, every company is doing it for a little while, but I do appreciate that the company is paying their employees even when things are shutting down. So uh, how long mm-hmm. that lasts, I don't know, but I am grateful that they are doing that. Um, whether it's um, a PR, um, I don't know how to describe it, a damage control fix, but the idea of releasing Frozen 2 on Disney Plus and, you know, not that anyone gives a shit about Star Wars anymore, but, like, releasing it a couple days early for digital download. You can see that at least they're trying to appease people. And, I, I mean, I don't know if that's Shapek. I don't know if that's Iger pushing some buttons. They're also talking about getting into Kathleen Kennedy at Lucasfilm. Like, uh, Shapek's picking up the slack over there, supposedly. Hmm. So it does look like a ball is turning around. Like, maybe Chapek knows he was this, the fall guy, and he's just doing everything in his power in the first couple of months to try to really make himself look good. I don't know. We'll, we'll see well, maybe he just Maybe he just is going to make it look good, and he's going to spin in and say, look, I haven't spent any money for the first two months. Well, we, but <laughs> yeah, we already knew that was his M.O. <laughs> he doesn't yeah, like spending that, money. So. That's been his thing, and this is yeah. this is one of my gripes about Chapek. Um you know where and i think a lot of people's problems with him is just that he's reluctant to spend money and sometimes i think that they he runs he runs off of this mindset of i'm going to keep pulling funding here and there until it becomes a problem for us and then i'll start introducing it back right you know? and and i i'm not a fan of that sort of like business tactic um I think you really need to look at the numbers instead uh, ahead of time and not just try to like, oh, let's just make because money it, from these places. And- because it fucking trickles down. Because if he does that, it makes like our like upper management start going, well, I need to make you cutbacks mean, You mean and company pullback. management? Company well, management. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, because then you got people like David Miller <laughs> making cuts because he's kind of, you know, he he reports to like Chapek in a way. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, at least back when he was just the president of the parks and he when you do pull when you pull like that like let me see what that does and it makes david miller like oh no i gotta do cuts i gotta do cuts and then like it affects us and like it puts it trickles down to our department and the quality yeah it trickles to us and then we have to like do things to appease and hopefully it works because we still have pride in the jobs we do yeah you know what i I, what i want to know is what the hell is Iger actually doing at this moment in time because he's he's basically He's got his hands washed. You know what I'm saying? Like he's probably he's washed. Like, yeah, I I, uh, I, I fucked up. I fucked up this whole situation. What if Iger I spent too much money. Spent... Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think Iger is saying those exact words. But <laughs> I you think. Know what I, mean? I think that. I think that. Um, it, it is interesting, right? So I. I kind of like the idea. The the core idea behind him saying. I want to stay involved in the creative aspects. I want to keep running some things before I leave, but I can't do that while doing the job of a CEO. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting because you don't really think about it that way. You just think of like, well, he's CEO, he's God, he makes all the things happen. He and doesn't. Then, he, he can't. He's, he's one right. guy. Exactly. But that's why he was saying, you know, I can't run the company and do these creative endeavors at the same time. So it kind of makes you go, huh? Okay, that's actually so an creative way to put endeavors. It. So are we talking like the Obamas, where like, you know, for the whole time they were in the White House, they were ass kissing Hollywood, and now they have their own production studio and for Netflix and everything else. Is Iger just looking to the future to be a solo act, and he wants to dip his hands in the water of entertainment? Because a lot of the identity politics is coming from Iger. I mean, that's that's where it's coming from. That's how it got infected with uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Star Wars. That's how it's been affecting Marvel. But the problem is, they're, the way they're not doing it appropriately, and now movies are tanking. And so he wants to still have that 
option to to put in the whatever he wants in the movies but like he's not getting the credit for it or the blame you know what i mean so like is he now he's all creative right he's not a part of the actual process yeah, what's, he, what's he trying to do creatively so, do you know what i'm saying like, it's like he, weird you know what i mean what like is, i don't understand because it's chapek that's getting rid of kathleen kennedy he's the one that's pulling all the stops what, on the what was the whole thing with Iger being creativity like is he wants to be involved in star wars like what's what's his deal yeah like, why so is he, so you know the what's, identity what's he trying to do Look, you know, I'm not a fly on the wall per se. I'm just, this is my speculation. This is based on, you know, the last few years of really just researching this stuff. But basically, the way I see it happening, because you can be a fly on the wall in the office, and it doesn't matter what they say and what they do. You have to look at what's actually been done. And what I'm seeing is Disney's doing more and more identity politics in their movies, and it's becoming more and more brazen across the board in any franchises, Marvel, Star Wars, you know, Pixar, you name it. But I think he just kind of like because it, it didn't happen that way overnight. It's like it's it's been a really fast progression all of a sudden. And uh, I feel like in, in you know like we even talked about it from the Frozen show at the park. You know it's like like it, it came down to a head where you know like they started making these radical decisions on casting and everything else, and it's fine. But I mean it's like at the end of the day, if you're looking at merchandising and you're looking at what's on stage, it's not matching up. But it's because they're trying to do all this identity politics stuff, which is fine. But I think they're just they started to really force force it at this like last few years to the point where um, you know not everybody's on board with it, and that's why you know movies like you know Star Wars was tanking. That's why Captain Marvel was starting to be a problem. And uh, and I'm not gonna you know people are gonna blame the coronavirus on on onwards you know box office but the reality is there was already issues with that movie before it even came out there's already identity politics versus non you know people that agree or disagree they were already battling that situation for before this hit the coronavirus just definitely didn't help i think what's smart is that disney did postpone things like mulan and other things because otherwise that would just be a complete wash you'd lose out on mm-hmm. everything so that was mulan yeah, they're postponing a lot of features now. They're just going to yeah, wait. Much oh, before they release? In, in production yeah. currently. Yeah, so, you know, uh, I just... Oh, yeah, I, just, I guess no one's going to be gathering to make movies. Yeah, but I just don't know. Uh, I mean, he's still... Iger's still... He's like... It's kind of ironic. If you compare what Iger's doing, he really is like the Emperor. He's like, he's like the Rise of Skywalker Emperor, where he's like, he's off in a distant universe. Like, no one knows where he is or what he's doing, but he still has final control and say over everything and chapek is definitely like this kylo ren fall guy i don't know it's weird well i think i i can definitely say that i didn't expect uh chapek to even though i i know he was i guess in the line of succession he was probably next but um i think because Iger went through such a scrutinous like interview process um for him to get the job as ceo it was a bit surprising based off what I know from the book that he wrote. I think that it's surprising that um, JPEG just kind of went boop and took the roles or the reins, I should say. It was so quick. Well, do you think, mm-hmm. see, this is the way I visualize it. Was there writing it. on the like, wall that that was going to happen? I feel, I feel like internally, probably. I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure it was a discussion. Yeah. They've, you don't get to just be CEO because Iger said you did. I mean, it has to go right. to the board. They have to approve, they have to approve it. it. So it, it was yeah. clearly right. being, being identified and being talked about way ahead of the announcement. But the problem with that, though, is the board is pretty much at the. They were pretty much at the mercy of Iger. No matter how hard they tried with the stocks and everything, they were still yes men to Iger. So to me, that was kind of like a weird, didn't really count kind of situation. Like basically, if Iger said that homeless guy on the street. It should be the next CEO. The board probably still would have said okay because it came out of Iger's mouth. 
Um, and now Iger's in charge of that board. So there you go. I mean, it's like, it, I mean, that's not much of a jump. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's well, in it, charge. Yeah. And, and actually, reading an article um, about this too, uh, apparently the board actually identified Bob uh, quite some time ago as a likely successor. And huh. Iger himself did not believe that would bestow on him and uh, basically making him like an interim role, kind of like Staggs was right, right. as like a chief operating officer. He didn't want to do that. He said, I did not believe that would bestow on him the kind of autonomy that I wanted him to have during this transition. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to suddenly be working three days a week. My new role is still a full-time job. Right. So pretty yeah. interesting. interesting. I, uh, I, so I still think of Chapek as this, uh, you know, after you break up with your long girlfriend or boyfriend, you know, you just go get that fling. And I think JPEG's that fling. So the real question is, who is going to follow JPEG? Because yeah, because I don't J- think JPEG's going to make it longer than five years. Yeah, JPEG he- is definitely going to be the cleanup guy, and then he's not going to get any credit. He'll be yeah, out I'd, soon, I, but who'll be next? I took this transition as... Ch- it's funny because they made Chapek like the permanent CEO. He's just interim, but it almost, in a sense. It, ex- yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it felt like. And so... Like you said, I would agree. I don't actually see this lasting longer than five years, but it's a great question, Matt, because I, I am curious, like once you have Chapek, I don't know. I mean, Weiss doesn't, won't take it, um, and I don't think any of the studio heads would want to take that, so it, it may be an outside person. Feige? Could it be someone from know. Fox? I was going to say, or Feige, you know? I don't know. Uh, maybe. That's a big jump, though. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Is it really that I, big of a jump for him though? It's not really that far of a jump. Cause... Well, you got well. He's not in charge of parks. He's never then, done parks or. Well, I know, but then would it would just screw up what he's doing now? I don't think he would do it either. I don't know. I feel like if the piece of pie is big enough, people will do anything. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. God, we had that I... conversation, Matt Hollywood versus uh, you know, mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. So, well, I think with Feige though, I mean, so Feige is president of Marvel, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that him jumping into the CEO role for Disney, that's a, a lot more... That's why I think it's a big jump because there's a lot more properties now uh, that right. he'd be directly responsible for, which, you know, I don't think experience is necessarily a, a big factor in those different lines of businesses, but um, it is something to consider. It would be interesting. I would like to see how he does in that role, but... Um, well, he's I feel taking like... over Star Wars right now, so, I mean, he's already taking... No, he's... No, he's no, no, no. I, oh, I think Filoni... No, I think Filoni and... Uh... Uh, Favreau would do that before he did. Hmm. Favreau would do a great job of Star Wars. Well, I think Filoni and Favreau, at least Filoni, I think would be the excellent choice. He was pretty much George Lucas's right hand man for a long time. Hmm. Um, I'm, you know, I, don't mean I shit. My question actually started making me think. Like, I feel, I mean, it's kind of, I don't know, Nick. Let me ask you your opinion. Yeah. Do you think you'd want somebody in charge of the company that knows more about resorts and theme parks? as opposed to feature films or do you think feature films is the way to go because in all honesty i think the you know the revenue in the parks is minus if you have a serious virus it's just stopping everything but i mean like the parks have always had consistent revenue for the most part and they are the money maker and then they don't overspend so i mean and they have way more hats to wear you know you have entertainment you have food services you have stores and you know know, hotels retail all that and so hospitality my opinion is that the parks and resorts have less risk, inherent risk involved than motion picture and uh, the studios do. Right. Yeah, Cause they're, they're, they already have established uh, um, money making. Yeah. Film and is we have, real different. It's a high risk. And, and Disney has 
a head of studio and all those people to lean on um, for guidance there. So uh, I guess we do for the parks also. But I think that in my, to answer that question, Matt, I would say I'd probably be more comfortable with somebody um, who has more of the park and uh, I think so too. experience than because I think that that's just such a big part of the business, frankly, and that's really where it's well, it's not really quite where it started, but it is it is right there towards the beginning, right? Um, for the company, yeah, I think so too. That's crazy. I mean, uh, it's funny how so many people were surprised by that move, but it's just, I mean, I, I well, really the, thought the of you. The title of the freaking news article was. Bob Iger steps down immediately. It's like, oh yeah. shit, what happened? So yeah. actually, when, well, we, when first, I was at the, yeah. I was in Milwaukee at the auto show, and my friend, I look at my phone, I go, oh my gosh, and they're like, what happened? I'm like, well, I just got a breaking news saying that Iger stepped down immediately. Right away, my friend goes, is it a hashtag Me Too incident? Like it just uh-huh. happened right away. Like <laughs> it, Iger, was, it was pretty in our end, Are they trying to get ahead weird. of this? And like, is it going to come out? Like we kept waiting for more breaking news. Like Iger did this. Iger touched this little boy. Iger likes mice <laughs> no. up his pants. Like we're waiting <laughs> for. Something. I think that was. I think that was a, an immediate reaction for a lot of people. Was like, oh, I wonder yeah. if something happened. No, exactly. no, he, he's sick or you know, yeah, no, I, like that. I uh, I took it as a like yes moment, and then now the was coronavirus are going to prom. No, no, no. I I was I was disappointed after the fact, but I actually was thinking like, <laughs> okay, after buying all this stuff, I mean, because think about it, you know, this company has a lot of money. And he just Does took it? that money and just started buying a shit ton of expensive things. And well, now they ran out of with, excess with, cash. They, they ran out of excess it. cash, right? And then they started throwing their identity politics. And I don't care what side of the coin you stand on. The point is, it, as a result of that, a lot of things that they spent money on, movies and otherwise, started to tank. And you can, you got to make up that revenue. And so, like, they were failing in that aspect. So they were spending money. They weren't making the money they thought they'd be making. Now, what and movies then, uh, do you th- are saying tanking? I, Let's just be clear And I here. thought, well, you have to understand the big picture here because you can't just throw out the number, like it made $300 million or whatever. Because no, no, that's not what I'm asking. Take... I'm asking what movies are you saying so I think I think The Rise of Skywalker was the breaking okay. point. So in my thought was, oh, because Skywalker tanked, uh, that he was out. Like I feel like he went to a board of trustees meeting because he did. We potted about it. Prior to the movie coming out and prior to Disney Plus and that's actually the one where opening, he, said he, he seemed nervous and Nick yes, disagreed right, with you. Right, and I <laughs> and at that point in time, I'm thinking like, okay, he was probably told, and this is my wishful thing, and, and I'm now realizing it didn't happen. But originally, I was thinking like, okay, he was told if Rise of Skywalker fails, you're out. And so when he got out after Rise of Skywalker, I was because you know it was only like a week or two after it opened, and they weren't getting their numbers at the theater. So I'm thinking, oh, that's it. He they said if skywalker fails you're out and after all the reshoots and out of all the craziness that they try to do to make that movie as possible best as possible five different versions all blah 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 blah. even no matter what they did it's they still didn't do it so he's out but now i'm looking at it like that's not what happened what happened was he saw the writing on the wall he knew that he spent too much he knew that things were failing he knew the coronavirus was going to hit the states and he said i'm getting the fuck out before it comes Jeez. down on my shoulders because right now i'm the one that bought marvel i'm the one that bought uh, lucasfilm i'm the one that added parks all over the world i'm the one that opened star wars land i'm god and so i'm going to get out before Fox. Right, and I also bought Fox, so I'm going to get out before, and, and Disney+. Plus. He's got this last amazing resume of all these wonderful things that he's accomplished. So he's getting out before it all tanks. But the reality is, he's also the reason why everything's tanking. He spent too much money. He added identity politics. You know, the coronavirus wasn't his fault. But I mean, it's just that's just what shit it? timing. So, you know what I mean? Uh, 
yeah, I'm I'm gonna disagree on the on the fact that um that he's getting out now while the going gets good. If you will. Uh, I'm sorry, Nick, we're out of time. <laughs> no, I, I want to hear that. It. I I think um for your opinion of Iger and what he's done, I think that that falls into your narrative pretty well. But I don't think that I think it's I think this is just me. I think that he legit is saying, you know, there's more work to be done. Uh, I have a limited amount of time because I'm not going to extend myself again. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't do that in my CEO role. So I'm going to try to do it uh, in the other role. However, you know, if that means that this gives him opportunity to potentially worsen things, then that's unfortunate. But that is a sort of position he's giving himself. But I don't think he I don't think he sees quote writing on the wall. I don't think that he's leaving because of that. Um well, he fact, wanted out anyways, period. Exactly. He's been, he's so, been wanting out, though. Yeah, exactly. And I think, and I'm thinking about it now, with with Chapek coming in, it might actually be an interesting um, turn because uh, Chapek's background is actually in brand management. So, like, I'm wondering if he's going to, like, he's meant to continue, you know, this whole, like, what you said, like, this legacy, essentially, that Iger's leaving behind. Like, Iger's like, let me wrap this up real quick. I'm going to peace out. Chapek, you got it from here, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think he's leaving because of. I don't think he's trying to leave while he's ahead in in his world. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be uh, I mean, it. You know, it just boils down to if Chapek's a yes man. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. what's interesting is if if Iger's whispering in his ears and he's doing whatever Iger says and he's like the dummy and he's just doing it. That's you know nothing's going to change, but. I, I'm not going to say I'm hopeful, but I find it interesting. Like I said, I feel like there's a big PR push to change how they're doing things. And we mentioned this in podcasts before, too, where, you know, if you're going to make a production, whether it's a film or show, it takes time. It takes years to planning and uh, managing, producing, making, and finally presenting it. And, you know, this, this uh, identity politics thing started a few years prior to any of these things actually coming to the theaters and whatnot. So I'm wondering now that they're already, it's weird because they're already trying to change course, alter course, or they're either trying to do it more sneaky. And I can't tell which one it is because they still have Ryan Johnson, for example, at Lucasfilm. He's still technically there. I don't know how often they're going to utilize him, but there's still rumors that he's still would direct a movie. And if they do that, I'm just telling you, Based on a fan base perspective alone, no one's going to support that movie. I don't think anyone supported Knives Out. And that was a Ryan Johnson film that had nothing to do with Disney or Star Wars. and But people were just so pissed off about Star Wars. like He's, he's like blacklisted his own name to the fan base alone. Um, but like he had originally bragged about doing his own trilogy. And Kathleen Kennedy had said that even before The Last, I mean, Last Jedi came out, Kathleen Kennedy had already approved his trilogy. Well, there's rumors that his trilogy still is in existence, but other people are going to direct it or they're going to change it, the story a little bit or rewrite it a little bit, but it hasn't officially gone away. So I'm curious if they're just going to remove the names people don't like, Bob Iger, Kathleen Kennedy, Ryan Johnson. But and see if that helps or something? It, well, see if it helps their marketing, but the reality is their their identity politics and their stories are still going to come out. They're just not going to get the blame anymore. Iger's not going to get the blame. Ryan Johnson's not going to get the blame. Kathleen Kennedy's not going to get the blame. But they're all just whispering in the background. You know what I mean? Well, there's got to be someone to blame. That's the thing, right? Is you find that with all these all these cult cultures, you know, of these movies and and fandoms, and 
it, it, you're never ever going to be able to be like we've checked all the boxes and everybody's oh, right, happy with right, it. Right, right. So there's always there always has to be a fall guy, whether it's the CEO or you know whatever. Well, it goes back to too like the, I think it's the branding. I mean, it's it's like uh, business one on one. I mean, if you have a brand, we talked about it with Coke. You know, if you change your can to a green can, you're not people aren't going to recognize it or, or, or support it as much. It's just people are just used to seeing Coke in a red can. You know, in, in if you take some of these brandings and you do all these other things and you start changing it up, you know, you can't force people to change what they like. Does that make sense? I don't. I don't know how. If you go to McDonald's, I don't expect to see this Umani burger. You know what I'm saying? I expect to see some really worm-infested kind of piece of shit cheeseburger. No offense, to McDonald's. You know, I eat it still, so whatever. But I'm just saying, like, you know, it's just I don't expect a gourmet meal at mcdonald's and i feel like right. disney needs to just recognize their brands for what they are and who they're supposed to cater to as opposed to trying to change the culture because when you try to change that culture that's when you start losing the money that's when you start losing the fan base and that's the that's the one thing to this day i just they're hell-bent on changing the culture they're just hell-bent on it and i i feel like there's they think there's more millennials out there which there are a lot of millennials um but like I just they're catering to this, but none of them are supporting it. None of them are supporting what they're doing, and that's. What well, I think it's difficult because when you when you obtain various properties such as Marvel and and Lucasfilm and whatnot, you know you you don't go in there buying that and saying okay we're just going to buy it and not do anything with it and or keep it the exact same. I mean there has to be some sort of change, mm-hmm. and you know whether that is some some one of a culture change, and they think at the time that that's better than. Right. That's on them and their decision process. But I mean, there is inevitably always going to be change for something. Like and if someone no- bought McDonald's, you know, you'd probably have the same menu. Well, you'd probably have the same, the t- things would taste the same, but you mm-hmm. can probably expect some new menu items. You know what I mean? Right. And then there's nothing wrong with the subtle change. But if I go to McDonald's and all of a sudden they're asking me what I want on my pizza, you know, or if they say, yes. you know, they start cooking on my fucking table, I'm going to be like, what's going on? You know, it's like, you know, there's a subtle change, and then there's like a drastic change. And you know, like they're changing genders. They're changing, you know. When I say changing genders, I mean like Wolverine's now a female, or you know, whatever. Or like they're well, all the comics, female. But they're trying you know, like they're things. all. Fall. No, they tried, get... but every but every character in Marvel has now been female. Like of you know what I'm saying? Like like every single one of them. You don't think that's, but that's like happen- that happened before? They happened before no, no, any no, of it this. Didn't. I mean, there no, was no, always female no. Thor. Iger, no, 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 no. That happened only a few years ago, and no. Iger was on his watch. I will Google it happened- up right now. Go ahead and Google it up. Look up uh, when they started doing female Thor. I know okay. when they did it. It was like seven or eight years ago. This goes back to what I was saying earlier, though. Is what is where you're never going to make everybody happy because. You know, nowadays, if you if you let's say they if you had a female, but were there Thor, a lot you know, of women buying Thor comics saying, "I wish Thor was female"? Were there a no, lot of women? A lot of men want that. No, but it's no, not that they want a female. True. But you know, the complaints are going to come that there isn't one. It's one of those things where, but like, it, it's it, right, right. But it goes back Should to there, the it goes back, go back to that to, mentality of then if you want a great heroine, create a great heroine, a new Marvel character. That we've never heard of before, never seen before. It goes back. Sure. But instead, they have they have to ride on the coattails of the very thing they hate. That's why, like the Batwoman shows tanking so hard. You know, it's like, and that's the other thing too. Is like, I'll give you a perfect example, and it has nothing to do with identity politics or, or anything like that. Is Thundercats? Okay, I don't know if you're familiar with this or not, but it's an old show that I grew up watching. Thundercats. Cartoon Network just created a new show called Thundercats Roar. And granted, it's it's designed in the same capacity of like Dexter's Laboratory or Powerpuff Girls. So it's not meant to be taken seriously. So I understood that with a grain of salt. 
But what Cartoon Network did, and this is what I'm saying is like Hollywood as a whole, it's not just Disney, they're taking it too far, is they actually got the original voice actor from the old show. They actually animated the characters to look like the old show. But the, the regular, I mean, this Thundercats Roar, they all look like Dexter's Lab Thundercats. That's the best way to describe it. They're like cartoony, <laughs> stupid Thundercats. But they got the original voice actor of the original character, and they drew him original, saying, if you don't like this show, you're, you're a poophead and your opinions are poopheads. And they were talking about the fans that grew up with the original Thundercats. That show is already being talked about being canceled. And it's just well, because... They tried. <laughs> right. But my point is, like, they went above and beyond and out of their way to let people know right. that you suck. And I think that's yeah. the problem. You know, it's not it's no longer at any politics. It's like, you know, they just there's no respect for anybody that made these brands popular for what they are. And that's what I'm saying is like Ryan Johnson's thought of making Star Wars in a different galaxy without Jedi, without Sith, without lightsabers, without the Force. It's like that's not Star Wars. That's that's a sci-fi epic. Like that, you just call it something else. Call it fucking, I don't know, space knitting. I mean, I don't know. Like, you just don't call it Star Wars. I mean, if you're gonna take yeah. everything that made Star Wars Star Wars out of it, it's not Star Wars. And I think that's where I'm saying like the McDonald's thing. So, I googled it. We're going back to female Thor. Mm-hmm. In technically. Mm-hmm. She never called herself female Thor, or what do they say? What do they say she called herself um, as Thor? So she first appeared in the 1962 comics Journey into Mystery as Jane Foster. Okay, the first Jane time Foster. she appeared yeah. as Thor was technically 2014. Right, but Bob but watch. 1978 is when she figured out she can use Thor's hammer, and she did use it. And she called herself a different name. Right. So why can't Thor. we just have that? Why can't we I just have know. that? Right. She I called herself 20... she called herself Thordis. You said twenty fourteen? Twenty fourteen was when she yes. officially called herself Thor, but she I know was, this Joel because she I was did have Thor's comics powers and everything, and she was able to use the hammer in nineteen seventy eight comics. So there yeah. it's not too far fetched what they're doing. Using a hammer in one comic. No, she used it for a little bit, and she she saved people's lives. No, this is a weak excuse because how do you explain Ugh. Marvel like with the X twenty three, which came out around the same time? As Did X twenty three come around that time? Around that time. By the I'm way, just we're, telling we're you over. all of it, and now it's at the point where like everybody is that way. So, and now they well, they, they brought it back to boys, but now they're gay, so it doesn't matter. Well, to wrap all that back into um, the subject of the episode, so what do you, how do you think that JPEG is going to handle all that going forward? 2004 was X-23, you piece of shit. Okay, but that's one year before Iger, right? Because the 25th anniversary was 2005, right? I don't know anymore. That's when it all started. Well, Nick, forget this. Go move on. Nick, what's going on? All right, so no, I, I'll answer. My, my your, question was yeah. with with all the stuff you just said. I mean, on the same line of that same topic, like you know, with Chapek taking over, how do you how do you think that he's going to be able he's going to handle all of that stuff going forward now? Well, it's tough to say because, like I said, it basically it boils down to actions, and I can't. I mean, there's uh, it's only rumors at this point, but there's rumors. I'll just use Lucasfilm as an example. <clears throat> I mean, maybe he just has a personal attachment to Star Wars. A lot of people do. So maybe that's why he's putting so much focus on Star Wars. I don't know. But um, I feel like uh, the fact that he's changing things up so much dramatically at Lucasfilm right now, 
suggests either um, he wants to change the culture of Lucasfilm and maybe get rid of that identity politics, or it could just be, like I said, that Iger's whispering in his ear that, you know, we got to just get rid of Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson's names. They can still work behind the scenes. We just won't let anybody know that they're involved. And, Ooh, that's you know, shady. But I'm just saying because I feel like he's still an Iger yes man. But, I mean, but what's happening at Lucasfilm is contradictory to that. So I don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. we won't know until we start seeing what Lucasfilm pumps out. I mean, I feel Marvel is set in its ways. They're not going to touch Marvel. No. They're going to wait. Because Marvel hasn't, even though there's identity politics in Marvel, it's been there, but it hasn't been as rampant as other places. It's manageable. It's been manageable. So I'm curious to see what the next 10 years of Marvel is going to look like. If they start shoving man, white men are bad and all this stuff, then I'll say, okay, yeah, it's nothing's changing. They're just going to go full steam ahead with this. And I feel like that's what Iger wants anyway. So, you know, I mean, they onward, they were, Disney was promoting this. See, this is the thing that gets me. It's like, I talked about this, I think, in another podcast. They were talking about Onward, right? And this is this does a disservice to the gay lesbian community, too. So they're saying, oh, we're going to have the first openly gay uh, character in Onward. Well, it's funny how that wasn't in the trailers. That wasn't like, I mean, if you're proud about it and you're supposed to be forthcoming and you know, you're, you're ahead of the curve and you're going to be woke, you know, it's funny how, like, you're still ashamed if you're going to brag about it, but you don't even show it in the trailers. Why do you not show it in the trailers? Because there's a lot of conservatives that go to the movie theater and watch the trailer and say, oh, I'm not going to see that now, right? If you're so open about it, you're so willing to be diverse and you're ready to show the world that you're a company that supports all, how come it's not in the trailer? You know what I mean? Like, how come you're not showing the world right up front what you're doing? No, you're sneaking it in. I'm going to buy, you know, $30 with the tickets and I take my two kids there and when they show that scene, all of a sudden I have to explain to them why that happens. It, it, you know, it's just shady. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, For as righteous as they are, it doesn't seem like they're doing a very good job being righteous. This is my opinion. That's it. <laughs> a lot of dead space <laughs> right there. I'm just saying. We're still I mean, here. Yeah. Right? Uh, I mean... I mean yeah. You're not or, wrong. Or, or the character should be flat out, the, the lead character should be gay. Straight out gay. You know what I mean? Right out front. I mean, I've talked about it before. One of my favorite shows is Black Sails because it the whole story is about a gay relationship. And you don't really discover that until like three or four episodes in. But they never deviate from that relationship. In fact, it's the driving force to almost every character. And it's one of my favorite shows of all time because they, did a, they didn't do a disservice to the story or the characters it just they just it was 100 percent dedicated and i feel like other places like disney wants to claim they're that's what i'm saying like oh just throw a little gay in it uh throw a little conservative in it throw a little cuteness in it throw a little bit of rated r in it and like we're gonna pander to everybody and it's gonna be an amazing movie and <laughs> the recipe's not working Every, yeah, but you, but you know, Disney's not the only one doing that. Though that's a thing. It's just like that's like where it is. Like where name a name this. a successful version of that where they literally tried to panhandle everything. And it's oh, somehow... I'm not saying it's been successful, but oh, okay. I'm just saying they're definitely not the only ones to do it. No, it's just a trend right look, now. So yeah. my thought is this: like, I'm not, not a, a, it shouldn't be a trend, but right, it's a trend. Well, right like, now. not every Marvel superhero needs to be female. That's all I'm saying. They're just like, trying to figure out their the medium ground. Like they're going to extreme, of course. And then eventually it's going to settle, and then it's going to be so like so. You got to right, cut be... no ladders over three feet. That's what's happening. 
Right. They're just trying to figure. <laughs> no ladders at all, foo. Oh, sorry, I forgot. Um, they're just trying to paint. They're just trying to like whittle out what what works and what doesn't work. So they're just trying to. Right. But do you, but now their walls are taking a hit. You of know what I mean? Course. Like, see, so here's used my to have thought. Like safety you know? net, and now that safety net's gone because someone bigger <clears throat> spent all the money. Well, here's my thing, Nick. Let me ask you: Like, how many movies does Disney pump out a year? Like, you know, between their animated, their God, so many, their uh, live action, you know, at whatever Pixar. Two. Oh, more um, than that, right? That's why I said at least. You mean yeah. across all their properties? Yeah, across all their properties. How many movies do they pump out? You think a um, year? Ballpark. On average. I don't know. Maybe 10-ish? Sure. Okay. So you got 10 Fair. movies. So you know what you do? You make one movie that's rated R, almost rated X. It has real life intercourse, sex scenes. You make one movie that's it's all about NC-17 a now, gay... Just listen to my point. Then you make a, an animated feature that's all about uh, a land of gay people. You know, they're happy. They're getting along. And then you make a movie about something else. You got ten movies, right? It, but instead, what they're doing is they're just trying to throw everything in all ten movies, and it's just not working. It's just not working. And you know, if you really want to know the demographic of who's buying what movies, that would be the easiest way to do it. Because if you just if you made a movie about baseball, you know everybody that loves baseball is going to go see it, and you can see how many people actually like baseball. Attendance in baseball has been going down dramatically. So, you know, oh, maybe we shouldn't be making baseball movies because it. Or if we do, maybe it shouldn't cost as much. Maybe we shouldn't put all the budget in making 3D baseball effects of home runs and shit. Like, we should just keep it minimized, you know, shoot on location, so to speak. You know, like, that's the real way to figure this shit out. It's not that fucking hard. You know, instead of trying to change baseball players to, like, ballet. You know what I mean? That's just not going to happen. Just to keep the accuracy up, uh, Disney put out 12 movies in 2019. Yeah, it's crazy. That was pretty good. You you, you were close by not going over. I was close. I I said two. (laughs) <laughs> <He said> that. <laughs> well that was that thing too is we were talking about how disney is competing with itself you know it's just mm-hmm. like you they, know, they have all the blockbusters when they have five movies you in the theater all, playing you know all the mean? blockbusters like they own all the companies that produce the block i mean you got paramount who could still do it and sony but the rumor has it apple's gonna pick one of them up yeah well i mean I mean, look at at&t they already bought uh, warner brothers and they're already talking about hbo becoming so HBO is going to be the new Disney Plus. So what's going to happen there is HBO is going to pick up all the Warner Brothers properties and you know um, Cartoon Network, all all the likes, and it's all going to be under that umbrella. That'd be kind so of cool. It's happening now. It's definitely uh, the war has begun, so to speak. So we are definitely war. ten minutes over. That's right. All right. <laughs> so well, Nick is our guest speaker, and I always appreciate his thoughts and opinions. He's a good sport because you know we're 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 Iger haters. I mean, maybe someday he'll invite me over and he can explain in person what, what he actually thinks and what he's actually doing. But well, he, um, always well, has, there, he always has therapeutic. dick in his mouth, so I don't know. <laughs> it's, Jeez. It's, it's therapeutic to you know curse out your name in the car when I'm driving to <laughs> work or something. So well, I, I appreciate just, the, the stress. I just, you know, yeah. I just don't want you getting so upset like you lose control of the plane. You know, that's, that's the only thing I worry <laughs> that's about. That's why I always say, Nick, eyes forward, eyes forward. Uh, that's actually why I specifically don't listen to your podcast when I'm flying. <laughs> you get that gun out, a little Nerf gun out, and turn it around, and you're like a little girl. Exactly. Day three of the coronavirus, you shoot yourself in the head. Quarantine um, of the coronavirus. coronavirus oh, oh sorry, around. quarantine, sorry. I forgot. I can't. You realize you can't but, say that so word, right? As we're saying, it's day three of the quarantine when, mm-hmm. when uh, that listener that 
I don't know what's yeah the name. other guy the other guy let's just call yeah. him the other guy <laughs> he uh, he's probably gonna text one of us and say uh, three days ago for the quarantine it's been two months and coronavirus has been that's feared right. <laughs> when this airs that's true because we have like five other podcasts that are gonna air before this one so and he'll definitely sure. say he'll definitely say like it was two months ago yeah. Oh, it's only five now? Wow, you guys are tightening up. We're catching up, yeah. There was actually a debate of us uh, just letting it run out and then every Saturday record and post that same day. Yeah. Yeah, But uh, who knows if we can actually pull that off. I didn't even post this last weekend. Shit. I need to go do that. I know. I was was wondering if you were going to post. Yeah, I forgot. I've been using (laughs) my work as like a schedule when I do things. Right, right. I haven't, haven't been at work. so No discipline. No discipline. That so was my discipline. Is this the is this the part of the show where we do uh, final thoughts? Or yes, oh, yeah, absolutely. Let's do final thoughts. Let's do Nick, it. Look at that. Means, Nick listens. All right. Final thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, what is your final um, thought? So, you know, and I'm done talking about talking. Yeah, <laughs> talking about um, uh, Chapek taking over for Iger. I mean, Chapek. I'm not a fan of what he's done so far, but he's been with us since like '93, and that, longevity uh, is learning mean shit though. I, you know, he's but but he knows the company at that point. Um, it sure. doesn't mean that he's been a huge involvement in, in different aspects and stuff. But I like his background. Um, and actually, during during the episode, fun fact: um, maybe Chapek is our answer because he has a degree in microbiology. So maybe he can figure out this coronavirus thing. <laughs> oh, oh, he answer knows. for that. Oh, yeah, maybe because I would Wait, love to no, that to work. Nick, you just jogged my memory too. Like I just realized something. He's been Iger. I mean, it's always been the case, but he's he's definitely I- Iger's butt buddy because. Think about all the last ten years, right? They bump like, uglies. All the all the cuts that happened in the park, you know, the layoffs and everything else, it all happened under his watch too, because he was making that. He was probably his decisions, penny, I think those it was. penny pinching, yeah. so that Iger I, I could buy all those properties. Right. I, you know what I mean? Possible. But, but but listen, but that's the perfect pair, though. I mean, yeah. I think that you know whether those decisions were right or not is one argument, but. The fact that you can have someone say, "Hey, you want to do all these things? I might have a way for you to be able to do that." You know, um, I think. <laughs> Could you imagine? Just like, fuck, just that's fuck like up they go, all they go out the fucking just fuck them all up. Yeah, like, they go to lunch and just talking it. about like, "Hey, man, it'd be really cool if we can buy this property." And then Chepek just looks up from his drink, and goes, "He's like, I know I how to do it. I got all entertainment. I got away. entertainment. <laughs> I know what. Raise the prices of the park." Do you know? comment yeah. though, saying with like him being with the company since '93? I mean. I think that's almost against him a little bit because even though he knows that the company works, is it a good thing, bad thing? Like that's, his longevity. That's fair, yeah, that's a fair point. It's, it's well, just here's like, the thing too is, and it, we know it, this. He for, could be jaded. Like, look at all the people who've been there since '89. All the people we work or, with are so jaded. Or he, or he thinks his recipe works and it doesn't because how many times, like he cut corners, he did penny pinch, he well, did. He was cut around in the Eisner. The right, Eisner but my, but branch. you know, we've we've had this arguments before, especially if you look at the theme park aspect. Any area in the parks where you cut entertainment, profits went down in the food and the retail areas every single time. So of even course. his penny pitching ideas still hurt the company. So yeah, well, well they trip over pennies to save dollars. Wait, to, to trip over in, dollars to save pennies. There we go. <laughs> to add in my uh, and wrap up my final thought on it is I think that um, if JPEG leads the company the way that he's been leading parks and resorts, I think that, um, it's not going to be the end of the world, but I, I would, I would hope that, um, with his new role, maybe he can lean on people a little bit more and then make a little bit better, um, decisions as far as that goes, um, with, with, you know, cuts and, and 
building upon our brands and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and maybe, maybe it's a good change. Maybe in the new role, he'll be able to do that a little maybe. bit more. Um, I am sad to see Iger go. I think that I, I, I like what he's done for the company over the years, but um, I'm glad that he's still uh, keeping a creative role for now. And, you know, he'll be gone when he leaves and then we'll see how Chapek does. I think it's just a matter of time and, and, uh, and see what happens after that. All right. Joe, what's your final thought? Well, <laughs> Bob came in. Which Bob? Another, another Bob came in. <laughs> Which Bob? Jesus. And then a Bob retired. And now Bob's so in charge. So <laughs> no, my final thought is just that. So Iger's leaving and he's still going to be in the shadows. like Almost like pulling the strings. Like damper. Almost like, yeah, like like he's got chip pick on a marionette. Uh, not mm-hmm. necessarily. I don't really truly believe. Like, he's only one man. And we, we play this game like Iger has his hands and everything. And he does. And, like, he showed up to our, you know, certain shows that we do. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, whatever. And he does appear. I mean, he hasn't appeared recently on the show I'm doing now, but who knows what's going to happen. We're the redheaded stepchildren of this company. But you're talking about Iger or JPEG? Either Iger. Well, yeah, it's just like, uh, so Iger comes in, he he did his thing, and now he's, he's going to be in the shadows pulling strings but who knows if it's a good thing or a bad thing because he may not be pulling strings as much as you think anymore just because he is only one man he only is only 24 hours in the day um i mean i know disney thinks there's 28 but there's only 24 and he's going to probably do what he wants to do maybe he is going to do creative i'm 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 very unsure what he's going to do creatively wise that's really unknown to me because i i didn't really see it as he was our ceo in the first place you'd think he'd have some kind of like Oh, I'm being in charge of the company, and then I'm gonna do some creativity here. No, it seemed like he was just pulling shit the whole time. So I don't know what he's doing. But then he had Chepek that I'm not really a big fan of because my whole time working under him, I was not a fan because he was cutting entertainment like we talked about. So I'd be very curious what he does with. He went from doing the parks to now he has the whole company. So it's gonna be really interesting. It's just cutting on a grander scale, that's all. <laughs> but the thing is, maybe he won't be. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, everyone said that Trump had a lot of checks and balances, and he was able to be docked at shit. But I mean, that didn't do anything. So I don't know what's gonna happen with Chipek. Did and they all announce? That. Did they announce a uh, a successor for Chipek? I was just gonna ask that. Do we know who's? That's a great who's, question, Nick. Who's, um, I don't that's think a real so. quiet, underhanded thing. Yeah. But, but you know what's you know what's really interesting about this Bob company? from it, accounting. So, so it has to be a Bob. So <laughs> it has to be a Bob. So we, we had Bob Iger, we had Bob Chapek, Bob Weiss. Right. That's what the next set of names are. There's three Allens. Oh, the Allens Alan coming. Horn, Alan Horn, Allens. co-chairman and chief creative officer for Walt Disney Studios. All right. Yep. Uh, or, or excuse me, um, for Walt Disney Company, and then so he's the chief creative officer. And then there's sure. Alan Bergman, who's the co-chairman of Walt Disney Studios. Right. And then there's Alan Braverman, who's our senior executive vice president and general counsel. And then That's there's funny. Alan, who's a choreographer maintenance for <laughs> he's Frozen. So I mean, he's he's in there, man. There's four Allens, he's, guys. It's a good time to be named Alan, for there's sure. There's an Alan. This clearly means that whoever's replacing Chapek, which, yeah, I don't think we have. A, a, That's a great question. They have announced um, if they have a replacement for him. Uh, yeah, I think well, it was maybe very... that's part of his. Maybe that's part of Chapek's mm. cuts. No one fills my old position. <laughs> maybe First yeah he, maybe know. he dissolved the position <laughs> mm-hmm. um my my final thought is watch star wars because if chapek does a good job with star wars then you know so maybe Matt, he'll turn it around you're using star wars as your like pendulum to see if like if it swings in the right direction 
if Star yeah, Wars does good. And it's not it's not because of Star Wars itself. It's more about Lucasfilm as a whole and the brand. Because, like I said, my concern is um, it's really easy to get rid of the names, but if the ideas remain, then you know that they just got rid of the names to shut people up like us. You know, like for me, where it's like, oh. There's no more Ryan Johnson. He's gone. There's no more Kathleen Kenny. He's gone. See, everything's good. Go back to liking your toys and watching Star Wars. Everything's fine. But if their ideas are still on the table, they're still making Ryan Johnson's films with no Jedi and no Sith and no lightsabers. I mean, that's still shit. So, I mean, it's it's more about how they advertise it and then what actually comes out. That's, you know, it's one thing to talk something. It's another thing to see what they actually do. So we'll see. Interesting. All right. Well, that's it. So uh, thanks for listening to Entertainment Banter. My name is Matt. That ended on such a sad note, it felt like. But well, bring something up. I don't care. But I'm gonna do my call sign ending no matter what. <laughs> so just fucking say what you want to say. <clears throat> the parks are closed. Everyone's getting paid vacation. Isn't that a wonderful thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how much better can we make this, Joel? I can't. I'm bombing here. There's nothing I can say. <laughs> you're, you're drowning here. No, fine. Drowning. Fine. Well, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on the show again. <laughs> yes. It, no, it's been a while. Nick, a I couple years actually. I pre- so. Oh my god, have we been doing this this that long? Mm-hmm. It's been a while. Yeah, because oh I was uh, I was up in Bakersfield in a dorm room and everything when we recorded oh the last one. So how, old, how old was your son, Matt, when we started this? Well, was we were talking about the last yet? Jedi. Was he even born? I don't remember. I think he, oh, when you started it, oh, I don't know about that. No, he well, was we, born. We no, he, no, he totally we was born. It was my daughter. It was my daughter. We started this shit when we were watching. Uh, no, watching ben, all of Dragon Ball Z during the show. Yeah, no, Ben. Ben was in California, so obviously he was born. So it, it was my daughter that we were talking about around the last Jedi time frame. Right. Mm. So I mean, we've been yeah. yeah, I guess almost three, four years now, huh? Yeah. So yeah, I, so thanks for having me on the show again. Appreciate it. Um, I, I I didn't have to yell at Matt or anything. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, actually, your temper is uh, was uh, very mellow. Do you, you still have really... that Iger but, poster? I mean, with it is five in the, the morning baby. where certain people are. Yeah, or the child. Morning here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I still have the uh, Iger and Baby Yoda. We what we did is we actually printed those out and put it at a bunch of our desks. I'm probably gonna blow it up onto a canvas and hang it over my fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck uh, never change Nick I love you <laughs> that's awesome alright can I sign up and, and my name is Joel and this was <laughs> entertainment banter with guest star are we using Nick. his name Nick oh my Nick gosh Haring. yes we oh Nick. Just Nick. shit yeah. the pilot and I'm done no get out of here that's my call sign no I said yeah just to end it already uh-huh. will you? and I'm done